3: Hello and welcome to Going Off Track. Going Off Track. Episode 230 something. 231, let's say. Um, my name is Jonah. My name is Brad. And we are coming at you from Rubber Track Studios. Still. The, the final days of the Rubber Tracks. Dun, dun, dun.
4: <laughs> <laughs> see if you can guess when we switch studios. Yeah, see if you we can are. guess when we switch. Right now, sure, we're we'll fucking talk about it and tweet about it and make a big stink. Yeah, it'll be very obvious. I guess try and guess anyway.
3: But yeah, um, I uh, I came taped a podcast this morning. I, I went to yoga first, then I came here, um, and then tonight I'm going to karate. Karate, and then I'm going to see Imalemus. Uh,
4: um, oh, nice! It's said,
3: "What up?" Release show for the new Holy Sons album. At Union Pool. So check out the new Holy Sons album on Partisan. That'd oh, well, you should come to the show. I can't do it tonight. Although Brad actually did make a rare appearance the other <laughs> night at the Beach Slank show. Yeah, that was fun. It was, that was a very interesting night. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, that's Sunday name droppy, but it was my birthday. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got, you ever get like a, it was like I got a text message that came across as like an email or something. It was like a, it was like an email, but it was from like seven two seven blah 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 oh, yeah, at yeah. AT T. Yeah. So I I got this. I was getting a lot of messages obviously for my birthday, and I I sent an email back. I was like, Hey, uh, thank you. Who is this? Is it showing up all weird, and it was like, Oh, this is Jim Atkins. It says singer for Jim Reid World. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Oh, cool. And then you know we were texting, and I was like well, you know, if you're ever in New York, let me know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, we're here now. And I was like, oh, cool. He's like, we're, you know, playing some late night or whatever, Doom Press. I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, um, I'm going to see his band Beach Lang tonight if you want to come. And he was like, I actually really like Beach Lang. I would love to go. And uh, texted their bass player, Ed, who I'm pretty sure thought I was lying. Um, I was I was like, hey, can you put Atkins on the list tonight? And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, and there then he like, was. I got to the show, he texted me, he's like, "Yeah, I'm on my way." Um and yeah, and he came to the show and we hung out, me, Brad, and um our friend Chelsea and Jim and we hung out for the whole show, watched watched the show, was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Um fantastic set and then they played a replacement song, but, I'd like to think for me. Yes. Thank you guys. Dedicated a song to me. Yeah. A that Jawbreaker was, that song. Was major. That was cool. And yeah, they were awesome and then we watched him back to the subway and he he went home and then Kissed and said goodnight. Yeah. It was it was a very fun evening. Uh, <laughs> I used to use um
4: there was a point where I was giving guitar and uh mandolin lessons to to my then girlfriend and her friend Dara. What up Dara? What up Dara? Um and Dara was playing mandolin and and like I tried to find like kind of cool songs that they would know to like learn that weren't just, you know, folk songs. Right. Considering, you know, it was acoustic guitar and mandolin. And I found that the middle was like really good. Yeah for that. But in order for them to make the chord changes, we would have to play it like really slow. Gotcha. And it was the most surreal thing. I think I actually taped it one time. If you can just imagine that song super slowed down, acoustic guitar, mandolin, and just it was like it was it was like an art piece. Did you guys ever play Truth or Dara?
3: <laughs> yes. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, no, no, no. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of today's podcast, uh, today we have on another uh, return group of guests. We finally started repeating people after like five years. Yeah, what's up with that? I think it's getting go- lazy. No, I think it's it's so fun. I'm like, oh, we can't have these people, and we've had them on before. And then I look it up. I was like, oh, they came in in like 2012. Yeah, it was I, a while ago. I think it's fair enough. Like everyone's like put out like two records yep. since they've been on. <laughs> um, we had on uh, Anthony Raneri. And Nick Garabedian, I hope I pronounce that right, i would just call him Nick, uh, from Bayside. Uh, and they just released their seventh album, Vacancy. It came out in August on Hopeless Records. And uh, Bayside, I think I talk about this on podcast, Bayside, like a band, always have been really nice guys. I've always been friends with them. And with those bands where it's like, you know, you'd like always are like, eh, like I've seen them here and there, never really listen to their music. And I listened to this album, Vacancy, a lot, because I, I got hired to do the bio for it. And I it's a great record it really is like even if you don't it's it's not what i expected i guess like right. even if you have listened to bayside before or if you don't never really thought it'd be your thing i would check this record out because i think you'd be surprised with um yeah just kind of how just kind of timeless it is so Vacancy's a great record check it out um thanks to anthony and nick for coming by and, and thanks to benny for guest hosting this episode yeah benny boy benny was here um so yeah let's just get right into this podcast uh here's anthony and nick from bayside it's, going off track!
2: it's the moorish way
5: What does that mean
2: huh. like the moors right, the right, right like you know from the yeah. crusades <laughs> This is not what I expected to see in the bathroom here. <laughs> and do the Moors still exist in any context? I don't know anything about the Moors. Yeah. It was Morgan Freeman in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Right. Oh. <laughs> Those were the Moors who inexplicably spoke English. Fine, <laughs> and there was no reason he should have at all. Um, and feel, Kev, Kevin Costner having the English accent. Yeah, not British not, English. Yeah, yeah. American I will, accent. I feel like our whole... Sense of history is
3: just through movies. We were talking about in the last podcast, we we're like, Most. name historical people, and we're, we're just naming
4: people. Um, from Bill and Adventure. Yeah. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis has taught me a lot. Yeah, yeah, actually. Like, I wish it wasn't the case, but he has. In yeah. what way? I mean, gangs in New York. My opened so many historical doors for me that I yeah. didn't even know existed. It actually came up today because there's a group playing in the other room called the Bowery Boys, and I didn't know the Bowery Boys were like an old New York City gang yeah, yeah. until I saw Gangs in New mm-hmm. York.
1: Yeah, we have Leo to thank for that, too.
2: <laughs> he was good in
1: that. And for uh, J. Edgar Hoover. Nobody would even know who J. Edgar Hoover was if it wasn't for Leo, Cap- right?
2: Yeah, or well, who was, who was he in The Aviator?
1: Oh, that was Howard Hughes. Yeah, I guess people know who he is, but
2: Leo's done some kind of underrated. He's like, he's not as stuff famous like as Leo.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's definitely not. Leo definitely brought Howard Hughes to the to the mainstream.
2: Yeah, the modern mainstream. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Howard Hughes was once a big deal.
5: Leo has actually. Uh, I
1: don't know, Leo's. He's been a,
5: a big deal
3: for big. a long time, too. Leo, Leo's leo of...
1: been a meme, too. That's pretty yeah. big these yeah. days. I feel like Leo's so big he was famous before he was born. Yeah, you guys are kind of
2: being <laughs> to Howard Hughes
1: here. He was prophesized. Long we have a song about back. Howard Hughes. I mean, how are we, you going to say all that Leo's
2: more famous because he had a meme? Howard Hughes never had the opportunity to have a meme.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true.
5: He was that big of a deal. What, he what song do you guys have about Howard hughes? It's just called Howard. It's on our uh, fourth record. Really? I'm yeah, so maybe we about.
1: made Howard Hughes. <laughs>
5: Probably.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, this actually isn't going off track. This is our Howard hughes theme podcast.
1: <laughs> I actually feel like this is the definition of going off track. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right.
2: <laughs> going off track is not really about staying on track <laughs> right. right that's true
1: is that's it? true no it's not it is by definition by definition <laughs> not about anything
2: <laughs> what we do i don't know if you see jonah takes diligent diligent notes and sets up <laughs> just an amazing amount of production plan yeah. going into this well i
3: actually studied i mean i did bayside's last bio so i know a lot about your new record that's right. yeah. yeah
1: that's right
3: talk to you guys about i it. love that bio yeah. i've
1: never been moved by a bio before thank you it's great wow. I, didn't, I didn't know i was so cool until yeah I you guys are
3: it. you know what you know what's interesting is i when well, this isn't interesting maybe people don't care but uh i i think this record is really great and uh, you guys are one of those bands i've always liked you guys i just never i've seen you play live but i've never like really listened to the records that mm-hmm. much and i listened to it and i was like oh this will be cool These guys. i like these guys and i was like very i was like listening to it a lot like just around the house, and I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's a really great record, and I think people cool. might. It was different Thanks. than I guess I expected a little yeah. bit mm-hmm.
1: too. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah,
3: I mean, do you feel like? Do you feel like I'm trying to remember the exact song, but it does seem like there are a couple songs that are very kind of different for Bayside, just in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we tried we we tried to experiment more on the record than we have in the past, and there's a lot of songs. I mean, we. We hear our band differently than anybody else hears our band, so we could listen to songs that other people might think are just—it's just like a down the middle Bayside song—and we could say, "Yeah, but we did this, this, and this, and we've never done that before." But nobody, you know, nobody else hears that, then they don't. Um, But then there are songs like "Mary" and like uh, "Dead All Day." There's some stuff on there that are really like sort of left field.
5: Yeah, I don't—I don't think we're the type of band that constantly needs to like think that we need to reinvent ourselves you know like i think we're happy with ourselves our fans love us and we like to push our boundaries but still sound like us you know so it's really funny listening to or like reading twitter or anything and they'll back-to-back comments will be like this is so different Next comment. Classic Pesod. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's <I'm> <laughs> like, I, whatever you guys want, you know? That's whatever. Twitter right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I know. Twitter yeah, t- ch- <laughs> if you
1: looked at our Twitter replies, it's pretty hilarious. Or if you look, even the reviews of the record, There, or if you look on, a, there's like a message board I looked at where it's like, it's awesome. It's it sounds just like Bayside and it's awesome. And we're like it sounds like every other record and then that's boring. And then it's like it's completely different and that's great. And then it's, it's completely different and that's and I hate it and I wish they sound like they used to. It's it's impossible. I would like yeah. them if they sounded not like them. It's yeah, like It's different. Like I always wanted them to do something different, and they did, but not like this. I wanted them <laughs> to do the something else different. The first
2: part of me likes it, and the second part of me hates the first yeah. part yeah. of me for yeah. liking it so you much. You probably have
3: never had to deal with that with Gaslight. Oh, no. No, that's <laughs> never
2: happened. Uh, the thing that it's taught me the most... You know, the thing that was the biggest lesson for me ever was the first two Gaslight records getting a lower rating on Pitchfork than my pretty bad stoner rock with a chick singer bordering on Evanescence (laughs) band that I had before Gaslight Anthem got a higher rating than the first two Gaslight records. And that's not to say I thought the other record was a bad record. It was fine. I like it and I still like it. It just led, lended... To the absolute silly and arbitrary nature of people's uh, public opinion. Yeah. So, and, and, but it's interesting. I mean, because if you want to be a, a true artist, you know what I mean? Someone who just stays to their thing, then you run the risk of never being heard. Mm hmm. Which, yeah. you know, but if you actually want to make a living off it, you have to open yourself up to the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I don't understand certain artists reacting to these things in such a negative way where, like, didn't you understand that this yeah. was inherent in the choosing of your career? Yeah. Like, yeah. like do you do you guys ever, you know, I know sometimes... Uh, songwriters have a, a particularly hard time with it because it feels like it's like almost directed at them not even the band like, I just sometimes. know it,
1: it's it's hard to be in an industry where you're judged by people who can't do what you do mm, you right know? Um, and that's just hard and that goes for any art form really you know what I mean you're just judged by people who can't do better right. you know and who don't understand like the the technical aspects of the art form you know Um, it's like, I'm like, I wonder what, I'm sure a lot of people who write nasty things about us on the internet play music and I wonder what their bands sound like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Like when they're nitpicking, like nitpicking these like little things about, about like our record that they may not like and like their demos are probably like the guitars are out of tune, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: But I I mean, I don't care. I pay attention.
1: I do pay attention to what people say about our shows and our records and (laughs) all the feedback because I take it as sort of, um, it's like market research, you know what I mean? So I do scan it all. I look at our Twitter replies and I look at all that stuff just because I want to know what we should play on tour and what kind of stuff. That's how we sort of found the Bayside sound was by Mm. listening like what's working, what doesn't work. What do people like the most about our band? Let's do more of it. You know, that that kind of stuff
3: okay I mean it's also interesting because you guys don't (laughs) seem like the band where it's like I wouldn't expect Pitchfork to give you guys like a nine or Mm -hmm. something like but it's like you go to the show and people will be totally into it and I feel like there's that same situation with like movies where like a lot of these movies get like super like critics love them and then like no one really cares and then like critics like well, shit on a movie, and it's like, yeah, it made like people connect to it, right? <laughs> like, but there's a weird disconnect
1: between those two worlds a lot of the time. I feel like it's pretty rare to get, yeah. It it's like pretty Radiohead. Rare to get both. Or you gotta be, maybe, yeah, yeah. You gotta be Radiohead or Adele, or yeah. yeah there's there's like very so few people few. who totally. get it all. Yeah. Um, I don't care. <laughs> i'm Like, my job's awesome. I don't really care. Yeah. Like, we get to go, we get to like make a living doing something cool, and we've been able to for a long time, you know, and. We hope to for a lot longer. That's really all. That
2: well, is. honestly, man, like the way you're describing your reaction to reviews and opinion, I think to some people it might sound like, oh, well, he sounds like kind of cool. You're actually like mm-hmm. maybe one of the few people is being actually real about it. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I look at him and I gauge my moves based on how people interpret what we do. And that's how you continue your band mm-hmm. as, well, as a business. And it's market like that. research. Exactly. The, I
1: say it all the time. We're in. The, we're in a service industry. So who uh, is uh, you know the what? bayside demographic? That being said, that's, that's, that's impossible. Yeah. We've been trying What's to answer that demo? question. I do. Back to the market research <laughs> thing. I'll go on our Facebook. Yeah. And I'll look, and I'll lurk our fans. I lurk our fans constantly, <laughs> and I want to. I look at who else they like. You know, I go on their right. Facebook pages. And I look at like what other music pages they've liked and you would be shocked if you if you saw like what else they like. I bet Gaslight's in a similar I bet it's a similar thing for Gaslight because you do have you guys had a lot of like mainstream crossover. Sure. Yeah. So
2: they're more noticeable because they're older
1: yeah like i can look in the crowd and i can be like oh
2: you found us from sirius you're a bruce springsteen fan (laughs) and
1: it's pretty obvious yeah um and no i mean it's a lot of believe it or not it's a lot of like active rock radio stuff that's cool yeah people like bayside and um like trivium
2: and okay i think the connecting factor demographically to both of our fan bases would probably be trivia white
1: yeah. Oh, what? yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. For sure. Yeah, except yeah. I mean we we do have that like m- we have a little bit of that like Morrissey fan base where like the Mexicans oh, okay. come out <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, in like California and Texas and stuff. Cuz the Nick's hair. Yeah. <laughs> I need a tight. haircut. Don't don't bring it up right now.
2: Yo, you got <laughs> someone's got to line you up, baby, fix that fade. I have
5: like, we like an hour about free between night. uh this and sound check, so. Oh, nice. I need you, to get a
2: haircut. You need to get lined up.
5: I got it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um I was curious, Anthony, were you going into this record, obviously this record's very personal, kind of about your Mm -hmm. relationship and stuff, I mean, was there any, I feel like whenever an artist puts out a record like that, is there always that feeling in the back of your head, like, ugh, I'm gonna write this song,
1: this is what I wanna write, but then I'm gonna have to, like, deal with the repercussions, or so-and-so might get offended. (laughs) Do you know what's funny, this is the first record I ever, like, thought twice about putting any lyrics on. there were times where... We were demoing and stuff. You know, like, is this too much? Like, yeah, you know, like I would, like would I ask, would ask Nick, like, is it like, is that, is this messed up? And I, even like, I'd play songs for friends at home, like while I was still writing them. Uh, I'd ask friends and just be like, "Am I crossing a line? Am I going to regret put it?" That? And I, that's like never crossed my mind before. Yeah, uh, I wound up putting just about everything on it. Wound up yeah, saying, definitely. Like, Fuck it, I'll deal with the repercussions mm-hmm. later. But, um, you know, the one thing, um, I didn't want to put. Anybody on blast, I guess, you know, and I didn't want to like publicly humiliate anyone and I don't think I necessarily did that because the record is much more I wanted the record to be about me and the aftermath of everything I've gone through and not about the Situation itself. I wanted Mm -hmm. it to be more about the aftermath and me trying to like Figure my life out and find a home and find find a place find my new place. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted the record to be about, not about what led to all that. So it's not a breakup record so much as it's like an aftermath of a breakup record.
2: What was like your headspace like? Because I read, I believe in Jonah's bio, (laughs) um, that you were like, when like constructing the bones for the song, you were like songs, excuse me. You were like essentially by yourself in Tennessee Mm -hmm. and with a place like you don't know as many people. You don't have like as much of a community community. As you would have yeah. here, I assume. And, like, like I guess when I saw that, I kind of envisioned, first off, that that would lead me
1: to believe that, like, you could have put yourself in a dark place. It was dark. Do- it was, like, it, it was, like, kind of pitiful, I guess, is, like, was my head space. Really? It was, like, real, like, I felt real sorry for myself. And I, I was, yeah, I was, like, in... Tennessee alone without really a lot of friends but I was also living alone for the first time in a long time um just like in an apartment that I didn't know I didn't know how long I was going to be there I just had like a bed and a, and a computer and a guitar and a TV and I didn't like unpack and I didn't decorate I didn't hang anything on the walls it was just like this stopover place I was like sitting in for a few months trying to figure myself out and I wrote the whole record like in there. What's
2: like your day to day like in that situation? Like, are you um, a morning worker? Are you a night worker? Well,
1: I, when I'm when I'm at home, when I'm not on tour, I have my daughter, you know. Right. So, um, I so have by to default, be.
2: You're a morning person. Yeah, mm-hmm. just having my yeah. daughter
1: in general sort of made me. I used to really be a night person. I yeah, used to yeah. sleep real late and then kind of have my day and then I'd write like through the night. Sure. You know, that was always my thing. Not and now that possible. I have my daughter i have to schedule my writing time a lot more so now i take her to school like in the morning and then i work uh like for eight hours while she's at school and then she comes home and then i can't in tennessee
2: what was the vibe were you like since you were by yourself did you have the liberty to like wake up at 10 and start writing songs in your underwear
1: uh yeah basically yeah yeah pretty much um you a
2: coffee guy in the morning Oh yeah, to get going.
1: I need like if I'm if like if we're on tour and we're gonna go, there's a coffee shop nearby that we're all gonna go get something at. I need two cups of coffee like on the bus before I have the energy to two? go to the <laughs> coffee shop. Black? Nah, milk and sugar. What milk about you, sugar?
3: Nick? What's your yeah.
5: coffee? I'm I'm definitely like into the aspect of going to get it. I'm not like a home coffee yeah. guy. Um, I like to leave and go get it and I've, sit and. That's when my day starts. I've yeah. known
1: Nick for over ten years now, yeah. and I've i only seen him drink hot coffee once.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm you strictly strictly cold brew. I'm the opposite. Ice, yeah. Over and the th- winter too. Yeah, like like shovel my car out. I'm going to get that's an iced chilly. Coffee. That's yeah. a chilly <laughs> endeavor.
3: Some guy gave me shit the other day about getting hot coffee. It's very hot outside. Yeah, and I was like, just I was like getting lunch. I was like, i was gonna be a coffee. He's like, you don't want hot coffee. And I was like.
2: Listen man, I know what I want. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what I want. I'm sweating either way. And remember, anyone over thirty years old remembers the time of no ice coffee. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. like, like I, I maybe used to put someone I would see like throw an ice cube in so they could drink it faster. Yeah. <laughs> but I never saw this like
1: I think I feel like Dunkin' Donuts was like my first yeah, like experience with iced coffee. Yeah,
2: when, when, and whom was that like really turned <laughs> yeah. by? Because that happened kind of fast. Well, I don't even
3: think coffee was. We're all about the same age. I think um, I didn't even think coffee was a big thing. Like, because we grew up pre-Starbucks. Yeah. yeah, like that, like wasn't really like a cool thing. Like, no, like, wasn't cool. It was like necessary. Yeah. It was more like drugs. Yes. But yeah, yeah, but it was like yeah. there weren't like fancy drinks. No, there weren't know. like
1: Starbucks. I feel like was the beginning yeah. of, of cool coffee. Probably. Yeah, was it? I'm gonna bring this up right now. Sure. Was it?
5: The show Friends in the coffee shop and oh, was that, yeah. that was mid nineties, you know. Culturally,
2: very like, that's, like that's coffee really shop hanging. That's know? a really good point. Like probably. I didn't know what the fuck a latte was yeah. growing up. Yeah, me neither. I had no clue. Coffee to me. Came out of that hot thing at the deli, yeah. sitting there half the day into a fucking in the blue cup. and white cup. Yeah, the the blue and white the, cup. The did to, cup. Did you have to, <laughs> to scrawl
3: coffee in the side like you do with your water bottle? What's that? Did you have to scrawl into the side what what it is? So He's you don't making
1: fun
2: of me because my Nalgene bottle has H two O carved into it. I'll tell you exactly why this happened. Please do. My wife and I both have matching. Black Nalgene bottles, since okay. we're so evil. Was
1: that a, from a Groupon?
2: Uh, no, no. <laughs> two separate purchases, actually. We like to hike, and we like to stay hydrated. Um, yeah, that's because blood is thicker than water. And she <laughs> likes to, like, brew these weird teas. Okay. She's, like, she's a straight hippie these mm. days. I mean, we're pretty bad. Um, we're about to say, your hair's getting pretty long. You are <laughs> crunchy.
1: You're about to look like you're about to go protest Let me tell you Vietnam. something,
2: Anthony. <laughs> when Donald Trump... <laughs> is in the news. It's no time to cut your (laughs) hair, brother. (laughs) All right? But she makes these funky teas, and she used to, like, make them in my Nalgene bottle, and then I would just want some nice crisp water, and I would taste, like, lavender, hibiscus, fucking something or other. Which is fine, but not when I'm trying to, like, uh, really hydrate. So... So carving H2O <laughs> into the side of my Nalgene bottle was was because of that. Okay. That makes I, sense. I
5: appreciated your blood is thicker than water. Thank you. Thanks. I got that
1: one. I didn't yeah. like it. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. I heard it, and I glossed I know. right over it. I, uh, it? Uh, well, because have...
1: there's a band called H2O. There yeah. Is? yeah yeah, yeah the you just didn't get
3: it. they're from new york that's
1: actually been, i'm going to try and keep that out of this but that's been our that, that has been our we've been on a weird sense of humor kick this whole tour yeah yeah just either asking obvious questions or saying obvious <laughs> Ooh, things I like that's it. been our humor this whole tour I, you know
3: here's here's the problem with guys that. each other a long I, time I, You gotta mix it up
1: got to <laughs> keep it I, interesting i do
3: that stuff too and then I, someone else will like jump in and be like oh no it's this and then you're like i know and then you feel like <laughs> yeah, such an yeah. asshole you're like i know the joke is a- Yeah yeah. Where, that, that right. happens a lot
2: so say you're woken up on tour and you have three breakfast options what time is it well this is where i'm I'm still curious about I'm your paint of picture I'm, I'm still curious about these dark days in tennessee because like when i think of like the scenario that was going on there like the visuals to me can be pretty awesome you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i can imagine you like trudging along and i mean awesome for me since i wasn't going through it <laughs> right. right i you know, like uh, i was
1: extremely i like i'm a, i feel like i'm a, like a fairly self-aware person like i'm not i'm not always that good at like controlling my like behavior but like i'm always i like i feel like i'm aware of what i'm doing you how know? is your nutrition and when yet? i was there when <laughs> i was like living in it i recognized a like this is a season and like i'm gonna look back at this at some point and like like di- totally differently than I feel now about right, it, right, right. but like I can't help but feel the way I feel now, and that sucks. And two, I was like, I'm being pitiful. I'm fucking martyring myself right now. The thing for me was like, I just felt bad for myself that I was like stuck there, and like the divorce at that point became like totally secondary. You know what I mean? Okay. I was just like, God, I got to live here now. And and I was like, you know what? I don't have to. I could I could go back to New York if I want, right. but I want to be close to my daughter and i know that's the right thing to do and then so finally i got to a point where i was like i know i'm doing the right thing this is obviously the right thing there's i like so just stop feeling sorry for yourself you know what i mean like you're doing the right thing you don't if 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 it's that bad don't do it but it's like
2: yeah yeah do you think the fact that i mean you seem to be self-aware of the situation the whole time and i think the reason i keep asking about it is because i'm curious sometimes about the way songwriters sometimes need to either create or perpetuate certain situations for mm. them to feel like they can be in a position to write so the fact that you were self-aware of exactly what was happening like i'm martyring myself this is not an open-ended period this is going to change
1: well yeah eventually well, do be- you think
2: you maybe consciously kept yourself there for a
1: little while i don't think so but being i wrote the record actually pretty quick wouldn't you say compared to other records like yeah. you know it, it like we were halfway done by October A lot of times, like, it'll take a year or so, like, Mm -hmm. if a a song comes through the pipes every month or so, or a couple of weeks, um, and I, I just, I sat, I only lived in that apartment for, like, five months, and I wrote the whole record just kind of in one, one sitting, you know, um, and, um, being, like, a lyricist especially, it puts you in a really weird position, because you have to, you, you have to analyze situations, in a way that, like, other people don't. Like, I I look at other people when they they break up with somebody, you know, and, I mean, you know, there's so much more to life and and songwriting than, like, relationships, but it's just the easiest...
2: It's a lot of it. It's
1: the easiest, like, sort of example, but I look at other people that break up with somebody and they're just like, yeah, she, that, that, she, that chick sucked. You know what I mean? She right, was right. Too <laughs> a bitch, you know, or whatever. He was a dick, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you could walk away and just, like... And that's cool, you know what I mean? It's just like that's like you're you you can like console yourself by just being like I was right, like right, right, right. They, they were wrong, you know what I mean? That they comes suck. back to haunch, when you though. write songs though, you have to be like, like man, like that was really messed up what she did, and then you're like, yeah, but what like, but what about what I did, and then like, what did I do to deserve what she did, and what could I have done differently, and like what led to that and now what's gonna happen to me you know what i mean and sure. like like that and it's it's messed up and i wish i could just be like yeah fucker that's just you know, older not, too though yeah. you know, yeah, that's like true if too. you were yeah, 25 and that yeah, happened yeah. like it was you know yeah. it that's been true but to answer your question like i didn't really like force myself to stay in that any longer but like as a writer you do have to force yourself to open up the sure. box Like sure, you know sure. you can't just put the box in the closet
2: but that seems like a healthier human expression anyway. Like, but, yeah. I, I mean, I imagine that people were like, "Yeah, fu- you know, fuck that bitch. Well, you work through mm-hmm. it like,
1: in a more real way. She, you re- like, truly work through it. You're not
2: it. really getting over it when you're like, oh, fuck that bitch.
1: right? right. You're just
2: putting it somewhere.
1: Yeah. No, you and, really work through it. And it's gonna
2: come get you at another time. Like, And you're actually deciding to you know, the only thing you can do with fucking shitty situations is try to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. Try to better. Yeah, I think better. Nick is
1: right. It comes with maturity also. Sure. It does come with maturity and um no and not having like an ego you know what yeah. i mean it's just like like yeah i mean i guess maybe she did some shitty things and i i certainly did too and i don't know such as life but yeah it is like working through things in a more in a more real way instead of just putting it in the closet that's cool
3: nick what's for you i mean mm-hmm. like having anthony in uh tennessee i mean mm-hmm. how, how did that kind of change the dynamic for you i guess
5: uh I mean for all of us we're we're kind of all spread out now you know Jack's down there too Chris is in California um I don't know we're still learning I guess how to make that dynamic work um like uh, most of the record was pretty much like we demoed like 6 of the songs before we were in the studio and the other 6 we we put together in the studio but I don't know I mean it's it's been kind of cool to be separated and reconvene like we got together in california and demoed a little bit and spent a week together and it was cool to just have that separate time i think we're all getting older and we have our own lives and all that type of stuff and uh we're able because we've been a band forever to to write remotely and, mm-hmm. and deal with that you know like it's 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 kind of like when Aunt sends a song over in some ways i know what to do and i have to figure out how to grow within you know that that uh that kind of framework um
1: we talk a lot yeah
5: i mean we're we're still emailing and talking and we know that we have to like up our communication because we live so far apart at this Mm. point it's
3: cool too i feel like technology keeps getting better and better i feel like what you guys are doing like even like five ten years ago it seems like it's so much easier now we're still dealing with be the postal
2: service now it's yeah uh, yeah like the norm (laughs) we're
1: still dealing with firsts as far as like the the all living apart stuff like this Mm -hmm. tour we're on right now is the first like big tour we've done since all living apart um so we're still like like we had to figure out like we had to get our first bus from we had to find a new bus company you know what i mean Uh, we always got buses in the northeast and we had to find a new bus company and like we rehearsed in nashville for this tour for the first time we rented lights out of nashville for the first time you know what i mean so it's we're still sort of figuring out how how it all works um where are you keeping your gear at my house my house actually luckily my new house is a pretty good situation i got a real big basement and we just practice in there and the gear lives there, and there's the whole band stays there when we rehearse, and and so you're still in Tennessee. Yeah. Yep. And staying down there, I come up and down. I'm, I spend about a week, a month in New York, so I fly up and down a lot. That's cool.
3: And last time I saw Anthony, he was singing a little song with a band called Good Charlotte.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jonah texts me. Uh. Bayside lyric puns constantly. Oh yeah, like, but like, but like conversationally, he doesn't. He won't just like randomly like send a Bayside lyric. Like we'll be in mid conversation and I'll ask him a question, and he'll answer with a Bayside lyric. It's great,
2: it's great, it's great. that's what I do.
1: That's
3: what I do. Uh, but no, I thought that was, I thought you did a great job. I mean, we're, I was working on the APMA's, and what was that sort of experience like for you? Because that seems like not like your typical thing to do
1: it was so much fun yeah it was so much fun i really do like that song that like in our scene Which that's, song did that's you a do? big one i did the, Ant- anthem, the anthem right yeah. that's a big one like in our world you know i remember we we did warp tour for the first time in 2002 and um we were like on a small little stage that's that we when had i did to help the first set up year, ourselves
3: year. wow what stage um, were you
1: on do you remember we were on the punkrocks.net stage okay we had to help set the stage up ourselves we did not only did we not get catering we didn't get water and the yoohoo was a sponsor that year and yep. we used to have to go we used to go to the yoohoo tent to get free yoohoo yep to have something to drink
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was rough but like that good charlotte was on like trl yeah that year you know what i mean and like i don't remember if it was the anthem or not but like they were like one of the biggest bands like it was in, like newfound glory world like at good that charlotte. point yeah you know? they were yeah. huge um, So, I just Jeez. remember like being on that tour and being a little kid, and I was like 19, you know, or something like that, 20. And we, I just remember like seeing those guys, and they were fucking rock stars, you know, and it was cool. It was like something to aspire to. So, to be able, and I never met them. If you could believe it, like all these years in the business, every, you know, we all cross paths all the time. You like everybody knows everybody, and I've never even met those guys before. Um, so it was cool. It was cool to get on stage with them. There were, we did a few rehearsals, and we we shared a dressing room, so we we hung out We hung out for a couple of days. Uh, it was a lot of fun. They're really sweet guys. Do you remember <coughs> this band, Treefort, that we're on? Of course.
3: Yeah. <laughs> there was this band, Treefort. From Atlanta. From Atlanta. <laughs> and they were insane. <laughs> and they would go get all this yuhu because so much milk is in it that it's like... If you drink a lot of it really fast, you'll throw up. <laughs> and every show, they'll put one of the guys in their band in a garbage can and chug Yoo-Hoo and throw up on him. And
2: like people would be horrified. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. The dude would... <laughs> like, oh, so <laughs> <laughs> they'd put one guy in a garbage can and the rest yeah. would drink you, Yeah. And or like one or two on of them? the guys
3: would do it. Yeah. yeah. Or like one guy was always in a Speedo. How long would
2: it take and like how much yoo-hoo? uh I mean,
3: it they had this singer who's a pretty big guy, and he would just—I mean, it would take kind of a lot, but not that much. I mean, like <laughs> you would just think, like but, a half dozen. Yeah, but I think eventually you who was like, "You, this is not good advertising. For <laughs> us. Like you guys have to stop." And we, they got kicked off or something. The some uh,
1: the one of the guys in that band used to, so when we used to tour back in the day before we had like an agent and before we were signed even, we couldn't really get. I'm sure you guys went through similar things. We couldn't get shows like in major cities, so yeah, we always played sure. like outside the yeah. outside the cities. We used to play in the suburbs of Atlanta all the time. Swayze's? At Swayze's. Marietta. And Marietta, <laughs> yeah. And the <laughs> no, guy well. from Treefort used to book Swayze's. Oh, so yeah, it was like okay. his venue. Yeah. So the, Tree Fort, we played a lot of shows at Swayze's with Treefort, and they did some crazy shit, man. They used to have this little... What's the... <laughs> what's what's uh uh salacious crumb like uh job of the Hutt's like little like uh, little sidekick you know like that's what i always like thought of this one singer so there was like the one singer and then there was like the salacious (laughs) crumb guy who they used to make do all the most fucked up yeah 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 and like one day we played with them and salacious crumb like wasn't on stage for like Three quarters of the set, and you're just like, oh, I guess he could make it to the show tonight. And there, the Swayze's had a drop ceiling, if you remember. <laughs> yeah. And then three quarters of the way through the show, S- Salacious Crumb just fucking comes, c- fucking falls through the drop ceiling. He was just <laughs> in the ceiling for the whole show, and he just <laughs> falls through <laughs> the drop ceiling. <laughs> So those guys were out of control <laughs>
2: tree for tree yeah. for man i didn't catch on to oh it's pre-youtube but yeah. maybe some
1: videos made it made it up there i
2: hope so <laughs> swayze's was <laughs> an interesting spot in yeah. that strip mall
1: yep that's crazy those are the places that we all used to play like before yeah, you could get to. booked in atlanta or whatever well, it
2: was weird back in there like i i often <laughs> found a lot of the major cities and i assume if we weren't from this area new york would have been the same case New York's a fucking pain in the ass well, if you're not yeah, doing we used well to, in New York. We
1: used to just play Long Island. Yeah, we played Long better, Island that's, for years thing, it's like before Jersey you could and play Island,
0: the city. Like,
2: have such vibrant scenes is because we New York get is such a city. clusterfuck, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it ran into the same thing in Chicago. We used to play Normal, Illinois, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. And um, used to play Joplin, Missouri, instead of St. Louis. <laughs> we used to play Melbourne, reason. Florida.
1: Yeah. We, Jamie Tarkowski, uh to write Love in Her Arms, Jamie, is from Melbourne, Florida, and he used to come to our shows way, way back, you know, like, before we could get shows in Orlando. And we used to play Melbourne, Florida so much, he told me that uh, he was in a conversation once with a kid who told, who was like, yeah, Bayside's probably, like, the biggest band to come out of Melbourne. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, there were kids who thought we were from there. That's, That's how often awesome. we'd play there.
2: <laughs> if you were, like, say, for instance, <clears throat> you got a call in, like, a couple weeks and there's a new mayor in Melbourne, Florida, <laughs> and he wants to like do some kind of giant ribbon cutting ceremony <laughs> with Bayside where you guys come down and I'll, you're given like a key to the city forever.
1: But, I, I don't think I'm getting a key to New York City anytime <laughs> soon, so I'll take whatever keys they're willing to give twice me.
2: Twice a year, you have to go to Melbourne <laughs> to sit in on like city council meetings <laughs> and give your
1: opinions oh, on definitely, matters. definitely. Definitely. You, you would do it? It's, you know, I see some some I'm other in. bands. <laughs> I see some other bands. Like, we have a lot. Like, Ian from Newfound throws out the first pitch at Marlins games right. all the time. And, like, uh, I see all these people, like, our friends who get to do all that cool stuff. I'm like, the Yankees are never going to notice <laughs> me. The Yankees are never going <laughs> to know I exist. That's so frustrating. I've had this problem
2: <laughs> a lot where, I love you know, I love sports. We've toured together. Yeah, yeah. And I wish... Like my favorite sports, the basketball Mm -hmm. and, and we have all these, I get hit up all the time by hockey people like, oh, they played your songs at games. Love yeah, Gaslight, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay, hockey, cool.
1: <laughs> and nobody Thanks, hockey. in NBA yeah. could give
2: a fuck about know, music live music or anything like that. I and know. that's the one I want something See, in.
1: Nick is a, Nick's a yeah. big Ranger fan. Had, and the Rangers do. Oh, the, yes. Ranger, we got, the Rangers support us. We got love from yeah. the Rangers. It goes Rangers. back to cool. our white
2: demographic. <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> and that's the reason why hockey fans <laughs> like us. So, who in Bayside, right? So say this Melbourne, Florida thing goes down, yeah, right, and you guys are really like
1: part of this. If anybody's listening that has that kind of pull, and then the mayor
2: mayor dies, okay, something happens, and one member of Bayside has to go sit in as the mayor.
5: I'm not going to Florida. I'm (laughs) not not living in Florida.
2: All right, let me finish the question, Nick. (laughs) Um, I'm out. (laughs) <laughs> who would be best suited?
1: <clears throat> who's best suited to in be the mayor? To be the mayor, to be mayor of a mid sized city. In Florida? Melbourne, Florida? Well then yeah. I'm back in. I feel like I am. I think it's me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: they do say the people who should run for office are the ones who don't want it. Yeah. yeah. So maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Nick's the guy. <laughs> I'll
1: vote for you. Yeah.
2: Jack maybe not so diplomatic. What do you think?
1: No. As no, far as, as, far as, as the mayoral right, things on the go.
2: <laughs> he might run into some problems. I don't think so. Yeah,
1: Chris would probably want it the least. That which I guess, according according <laughs> to that logic, makes him the most qualified.
2: <laughs> I mean, they want you to be a reluctant politician, right? Isn't that the people who want it so bad? Reluctant is probably the
1: best way to describe Chris. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but maybe that's good. Then you know, I know you know, Melbourne, Florida is not dealing with like nuclear codes, he, you know, mm-hmm. he's not going to have his hand on well, the Well, not button. yet, but if
1: I was mayor, <laughs> I would make it the great city it deserves to be. Would <laughs> you open it up to, like... For a city with its own nuclear program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what would you do to do that? Would you
2: open it up to some really interesting I'd things? i privatize the
1: beaches. Smart. Okay. Smart. Yeah, Declare
2: war on the next
5: <laughs> town over. Yeah. So, speaking
1: of absurd suggestions, the, <laughs> the, did you hear that Chicago... Uh, Brendan from Lawrence Arms was telling me that Chicago sold its curbs what pardon to some some company in the middle east i don't remember if it might have been saudi arabia a saudi arabian company bought the curbs the curb rights of the chicago streets f- so they own the parking meters that is hmm. unbelievable like they privatized the parking meters the, like they they par- privatized street parking in chicago for something like a like whatever However much money it was, this is all secondhand, I didn't read anything about this myself, this is what Brandon told me, but apparently, like, the company made back their investment in the first, like, year, God, like, yeah. for some, like, laughable amount of money, they, and so, yeah, the, they don't, Chicago doesn't own the curbs on the street, Wow, so, like, this company could just come in and be like, yeah, it's, it's a thousand dollars to to a park yeah. on the street in chicago.
2: Yeah, what if they are just like fuck your curbs <laughs> and they just like stop tending right? to them altogether. Yeah, they yeah. could do that
1: too. But, but anyway, yeah, that's what I would do. I'd privatize the beaches in Melbourne.
2: Okay. Sell the curbs
3: in the Middle East. No, sell sell all the, the curbs. East. All right.
1: I'd sell all the curbs. I <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd sell- start I'd be you'd be able to sponsor palm trees. Every tree we put a plaque <laughs> with somebody's name on <laughs> okay. it. Okay. And uh, we just start developing the the nuclear program. <laughs> maybe
2: you could find a city in Saudi Arabia to like be like sister cities, you know, yeah, yeah. like some sort of <laughs> so you guys could trade, you know, secrets and and yeah. slaves.
1: Or maybe like somewhere in Scandinavia, so that like people can holiday in Florida, and then when it's too when it gets too hot in remember Melbourne, though we you've can been go, to
2: Scandinavia, could... they're not going to be interested.
1: No, in I don't this think they're going to be interested. They're like, wait, America no thank you <laughs> florida
2: no thank i think you. i've been to
1: scandinavia with you yeah yeah i probably have I
2: believe we have we probably sat there talking about the Yankees. i
1: do love scandinavia nick really loves yeah. Yeah. Love it's it yeah we'll it goes back I've to the hockey thing hockey, thing too. hockey. hockey. Oh, and you you swedish go. bands
2: yeah. good bands
1: cardigans <laughs> mm-hmm. Nick, Ria, Nick loves Scandinavia mm. more than anybody yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. What What's it like? It's like, it's very wonderful. Tall. Everyone's yeah.
1: beautiful. Everyone's tall.
3: beautiful
5: and polite and just really, like, beyond polite. And like. mildly arrogant. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I would be arrogant. too if I looked like, like that. Yeah, and was but, like, justifiably and, uh, arrogant. Uh, yeah, you know what, okay. though? And
2: it's the same thing. I, anytime I hear someone from Sweden going off about their policies and stuff like that, I'm like, you know what? It doesn't work when you add 340 million extra people to the mix. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm like, your idea is great. Mm -hmm. But remember, you let the Nazis walk through in World War II because you didn't feel like bothering. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you have about, you know, maybe like 330 million less people to deal with. Mm -hmm. So, like, I try try to bring the Swedes down from their from their uh, pedestal (laughs) fairly often because they come off terrible i mean it's also
1: outrageously expensive and to say the vikings never
2: did horrible shit (laughs) you know what i mean like oh we're we're clean of all atrocities (laughs) in the world yeah you know what fuck you anyone with a border killed mad people to get it and just admit it
1: a frappuccino in in stockholm is also like (laughs) (laughs) twelve dollars twelve dollars it's it's like outrageously expensive (laughs) with the most expensive i remember being in oslo and it was like comically expensive like you were walking down the street looking for something to eat and like a little personal pizza or something was i think it was like the equivalent of 25 dollars, like american dollar it's like it's comically expensive Uh,
3: you know what's weird you know a place i thought would be like how you're describing which wasn't was iceland I went to Iceland and expected everyone to be, like, these, like, Bjorky, like, kind of, like, pixie, like, tall, like, and it was, I felt like I was back in fucking Ohio.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're sort of in Russia, right? Yeah. Yeah. In Iceland, I've never been.
3: It was, like, it was fine, but it was very just regular people. Well, they, like,
1: it's, like,
2: logging and hunting, right?
1: They're real, like, they're workers.
2: Yeah. They are in Sweden, too, like, once you go, like, an hour north. (laughs) Like... There must be some crazy shit going on in the <laughs> northern parts of Sweden. Like, some real, like...
1: Yeah, probably. Like,
2: I'm eating, like, frozen caribou meat for, like, four <laughs> months. Kind of crazy. Like, there's definitely some real shit going on in that place, too. I know? do like
1: it there, though. I and do, I bet I those like people are
2: complaining about their own socialist government, problems. <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. I'm just saying. I do like it. Europe, all got Europe's
1: crazy. Europe's crazy.
2: <laughs> Nick, why... Yes where like how do you imagine could you live in sweden
5: yeah i think i could you yeah. could and yeah. what
2: would you get into
5: uh i don't know i don't like to get into anything i would just want to go to shows which is why i don't leave new york <laughs> yeah how i couldn't you leave to live i live in move. Sweden now uh i don't know i would go you're work at really, ikea right you're a good looking
2: guy <laughs> and you're always fit And you got a cool car? Yeah. I feel like... It's not cool. It's very... uh, It's cool to me. Since you're maybe a little foreign looking for Sweden, Mm -hmm. you could get into gigolo work. Yeah. Would you be open to that? I would be
5: open to anything. (laughs) I'd be open to anything. Well, the women anything. are beautiful yeah. there. So, if you, you know.
2: need someone to run your security and numbers when you're doing it, just give me a call. I yeah. have a little experience. I,
3: I have, I have a, uh, a not very much more, slightly more serious <laughs> question for you. Uh, so, Nick, you go to a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. It's probably like maybe like your favorite pastime.
5: Yeah. You're... Well, it was my pastime and then I think I lost it and those were okay. some very unhappy years and I'm like, I need to go to more shows. That's because, what I did when I was happy. Yeah. You know, like... Hmm
3: i i feel the same way we're the, you know we're the same age sort of mm-hmm. group i feel like not a lot of people our age go to shows yeah. as much maybe <clears throat>
5: mm-hmm.
3: i feel like sometimes i just don't want to leave my apartment
5: yeah well Do it's you hard get
3: that I mean, way too i mean what kind of like makes you want to check out new bands or go see stuff like oh i've seen these guys a million times well,
5: but it's very much so like something like that i grew up doing and that was like the most like the most natural like organic happy thing was when i was 15 going to shows you know and it's like life gets in the way i understand that and people lose that and they lose that passion and it happened to me too you know even while we were in the band i was just like ah so and so is in town today i'm not going to go to the city to see him you know but those were also (laughs) like adjacent to some very unhappy times for me so i wanted to like get back into that and finding new music i don't want to get like jaded on you know music these days so i like to find new bands i like to go check them out i've always loved the atmosphere of being at a show it's again it's like the most organic like i felt like i found that when i was like 13 or 14 so i wanted to i don't ever want to let that go That's
1: interesting because it's it's easy when your hobby or your passion becomes your job Mm -hmm. and it's easy to get jaded and it's it's cool you were like able to re-find it it's happened you know like it definitely
5: went away for me and i don't ever want to lose it again but it's hard for other i go to shows alone all the time because realistically who yeah who who, what adult who has family a job anything (laughs) right can go to three or four shows a week you know like it's
3: that's good advice that my therapist gave me similar advice she was like what do you like to do I was like I like to ride a bike She's
1: like you should get a bike And I bought a bike And I like <laughs> ride
3: it Around my neighborhood
1: You <laughs> paid like- somebody To tell you to buy a bike <laughs> After they told After you told them That you liked riding bikes <laughs> okay, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, hey, what like- you, hey what's your favorite food uh, I like Chinese food Are you Go, guys- eat, go yeah. eat Chinese food <laughs> You guys know sitting on You're
2: paying us right Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Be Listen, that'll, right? Was, that'll be $200 like, We had to
3: dig a little bit To figure it out <laughs> Then I was like Oh yeah I guess I used to like Riding my bike By the way like Where I live now Is like fine but it's like anywhere I ride my bike it's like metropolitan now it smells like garbage it's like industrial disgusting area but I like you know it is fun to do stuff from that like when I feel depressed I'm like oh what used to make me happy this thing probably will still make you happy yeah
5: well it's it's bizarre I, I think sometimes like It's a little twofold because I'm getting older, I'm 36, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just riding my bike, listening to music. I'm pretty sure I did that when I was, like, 12 or 13, but that was, like, a very natural, organic happiness, and, like, I think I'm constantly trying to figure out how to do both. Like, grow up, but still do the things that make me happy, like, adult shit doesn't make me happy, you know? So I want to do that stuff, but figure out how to also grow up and be... A proper, 36 maybe you can year old.
2: help Jonah and I then because I also have the instinct when there's a bunch of stuff going on to be like, nah, it's just <laughs> yeah. gonna be way easier if I stay in my yeah. place and do something mm-hmm. else right now. Like, it's just gonna be easier. I'll be home at this time. <laughs> Everything will be uh, you know. like, what's like a tool like a pep talk yeah you can give yourself to actually be like all right let's go do this you know
5: what it's usually because i don't regret it afterwards you know Mm -hmm. it's usually like just go do it it's gonna be awesome it is easier to stay home but usually i'll go the band will be good whatever (laughs) i'm usually at the end of that experience i'm never like should have just stayed home right you know it's usually worth it happiness
1: takes effort yeah Yeah, for sure does That'll be $200. It's <laughs> exhausting,
2: though, isn't it? It's exhausting. I feel like sometimes my lack of being pleased with things isn't because things are bad. It's because I don't have the energy mm-hmm. to find a way to be happy about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, when I see people who are perpetually happy, who are smiling and are doing all these proactive things... There's a part of me that's like, wow, that looks great. And then there's a part of me that's like Fuck you. That no. That's <laughs> a part of me that just goes, That looks exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm tired watching it. Yeah. I'm not I never say fuck you. <laughs> I'm happy people are happy. Uh-huh. I am. I don't walk around like actually mad shitty people make me mad. And happy people if I see them around and they start sometimes I'll be in the worst mood ever and I'll leave the house. I'll have a five-minute conversation with whoever fucking made my coffee or something. Mm-hmm. And it'll totally turn it around for me. Yeah. So I'm never, like, mad at people for being happy. But it looks so hard.
5: It is. <sighs> I think, like, negativity and all that stuff is, like, so much easier. <laughs> well, it's to, you know? It's safe. so yeah. much easy and all that. Mm-hmm. It takes effort to be happy. It's like a warm, and, angry And, like, blanket. little things and all that stuff, yeah. you know? It does take I effort. I also
3: think it's, like, that's, like, a symptom a little bit of, like instagram and stuff like that we like scroll through and like this person's at the beach like this person like it's like everyone's projecting some kind of like Mm -hmm. my life is so awesome Mm -hmm. it's like your life is really like if you're having that much fun at the beach you wouldn't be taking photos of it (laughs) (laughs) and be like probably that night you're like in bed crying you're not taking photos of that (laughs) like you know i mean that's a very skewed view but i think like you're like it makes it seem like everyone else is having such like a and man I may I'm projecting way too much but.
4: <laughs> one of our you guys conversations sleep, right? <laughs> one of our
5: conversations on this tour was calling out like Instagram fakers yeah whether yeah. it's their looks or their lives or anything like, yeah. I want like a Yelp like yeah. review style thing be like mm, this person doesn't look like
1: this Yeah, we, mm, this person doesn't do cool things all yeah, the time we said we're going to mm. start reporting oh, we like said we're going like we're we're to we're we're start reporting misleading photos what, what, about, yeah. what, about, what
3: about ones where it's like some girl like in her bra and she's like ugh I'm so fat yeah, and yeah. then like, like you're beautiful Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like dude come on like, <laughs> Jonah,
2: Jonah wait the last time we talked about that we got remember we got in trouble for not recognizing the female side of the show Oh, yeah. That happened the last time we this brought is, this up. Oh,
3: yeah. Someone said this podcast is too male centric. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: you guys got to be oh, careful. Because we
2: were talking about people
3: who bait for compliments yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I saw someone actually in that spirit say something about Bayside Uh-oh. that they were offended Uh-oh. that you had made fun on your last
1: record of One Direction. Mm. Oh, I th- I saw something like that. They said something. I, I read something about how. It was, it was like sexist or something. It was something sexist or, to make fun of One Direction because I, and I've read I've
3: read stuff on this basically like I and I I don't I'm not sure who wrote this and I'm not sure exactly but the gist because I, I looked into is it, it like you're like discounting like fandom for these bands you're saying like this isn't as legitimate because their fan base is teenage girl not you know ignoring the fact that this is just like a transient thing like no one talks about how great the Nuke is on the block are now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, somehow that's, like, negating some kind of experience. And I figured that much. I figured that much. But is it
1: not, is, I mean, what does it say that, like, the person saying that assumes that all One Direction's fans are the only girls in One Direction? Yeah. I didn't say that. I just said One Direction sucks. Right. Which you're entitled to. Which I I feel like is, like, a gender-neutral comment. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Well, I think some people. You didn't say their fans suck i didn't say they' i didn't i didn't say they're fan only a certain type of people listen to them either just to
2: put it in context what was said about one direction
1: i was ma- i actually was making fun of current bands okay and I said something i said that they're one direction with neck tattoos okay so i don't know listen the whole the the, the there's when it comes to the to 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 women and to um any any sort of culture that uh that is is struggling for their place in the world it like it's like not my place you know what i mean i like totally like it's only natural as a human being that like i form opinions on it you know what i mean and like my opinions might side with them sometimes and they might not and like <clears throat> but like, I also recognize that my opinion means less because like, I don't understand it in a way that they do. Mm. You know what I mean? So right. like, it's it's again like self aware. You know what I mean? So like, I know it's it's like it's my human nature to want to say when somebody says, "Well, that's sexist," and as a woman, I feel this way about what you said, and what you know what I mean? And it's only natural to like defend yourself because you're like, "Well, I didn't mean it that way," and here's my explanation. But right. like at the same time, it's like, "Well, I don't know how it made you feel." Who am I to say it didn't? Who am I to say that it didn't make you feel that way or it shouldn't have,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know? I guess. That's sort of the way I approach I think the, that's a good situations. way to approach things,
3: but I also think people are going to read whatever they want to read into anything. Like, you're like, you know, like, Nick doesn't like the color blue. Like, <laughs> you know, like, what is it? Does that mm-hmm. mean you don't like Smurfs? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like...
5: Yeah, I don't know. Well, there's I, also, like, the call-out culture and, like, the, you know, yeah. just of the internet where... People want to be the first person to call someone out, you know, so they
2: make shit up. I (laughs) think it's not even these days. It's not even calling out. It's I want to be the one person on this thread who said something different than anybody else. And in order to do that, sometimes you have to take the negative point of view mm-hmm. just to stand out, just to even maybe even try to bait the person you're in the thread to yeah. like write back to you or
1: something. Maybe, like, but what do I get out of defending myself by saying what I said was not was not offensive to and, anybody? Unless like, you feel like, like you actually maybe, made Maybe a they have a point and maybe they don't. But yeah. like, right, what right. like what does it matter? Like, what is my defense to it? Unless part, you, you know certain know I mean?
2: feel like you made a mistake that you need to answer for. And then I have, actually. No I
1: have done that, actually actually like um not so much a mistake but um when we released that song also there was a lot of kind of uh people saying like well you know a lot of your early lyrics were were sort of misogynist and and sort of violent and and not super positive and and I owned it you know what i mean i was like you, you know you're right like you know like i was i was 22 and i was a different person and luckily i'm not that person anymore and I can't take back any of that stuff. And I don't regret it. It's just how I felt at the time. I don't regret saying any of it. But, like, you know, if it if it, uh, if it it means anything, I then I recognize it. And I, I
3: think it. that's a common thing. I had the same talk I mean, a long time ago with Daryl. Like, that first Glass Draw record mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. super that way. And, like, you know, he's not, like, I think a lot of times, like, when you're, like, younger and just in an aggressive band, like, that kind of stuff can come out. And it's, like, it doesn't. I don't know, you get older, like you said, like, you get perspective on stuff, stuff. I feel like, for me, like, I don't get as happy about stuff, but I don't get as mad about stuff either. I'm, like, pretty, just, like, the older I get, the more I'm, like, eh, cool. It's life being yeah, down, man. Yeah, this has
2: man. happened before. Yeah. I sort of know how this is going to yeah. go. I down. sort of feel like... That's why there's no old people revolutions show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we, I mean, I think the stance that Bayside takes on, on, on a lot of the political stuff is, like, it's not really... We're, I mean, we're we're a bunch of white guys we're a bunch of white guys you know what i mean it's not our place to speak for anybody else but what we do try to do is we try to take other we try to take women on tour as much as we can um and um give them a platform for them to say what needs to be said you know like i don't feel like it's our place to say
5: we did actually have a conversation do for when we were finding support for this tour like let's are there any bands out there that would help like as far as like getting women on tour or anything like that and we asked a bunch of bands and they just weren't free you know like so it was a conversation to be like what can we do you know to like push help push things forward
1: you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and like i said like i just don't we don't feel like it's our place to to do the talking you know but like the best i think we can do is give people whose place it is a platform to do it
3: yeah i think that's a great way to look at it um too bad nice as fuck couldn't do it
1: yeah
5: right we saw them the other night ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man I, would, I i love when bands that we're on tour with i want yeah. to watch every night yeah certainly be a band i watch every night but we have thing. the menzingers right now and i'm never like more pumped yeah. to play after
1: their set is done I'm like, are they Fuck,
2: doing their right. bouncing souls cover
1: no, no. no and no. sorority noise too who are, are awesome. they good yeah. so good so good
2: that's awesome have you guys toured a menzingers before
1: uh, here and there yeah, not like a couple full of things. thing round the way yeah, yeah. round the way couple
0: girl of things here i was and there. out with
3: them on their last tour with the pianos and uh mm-hmm. me without you yeah great cool. yeah they're really nice
2: i feel like we've talked about music too much <laughs> you know
1: like what do you guys want to talk about well
2: i mean as are we usual, going too
1: on track <laughs> listen
2: i have notes okay benny always
1: takes notes <laughs>
2: um actually one thing i wanted to talk about there's not a lot of bands especially rock bands who are native new yorkers mm-hmm. these days actually very few yeah at this point especially queens i like to think i know something about queens as well, cheer i didn't it. grow up there tell but me everything <laughs>
1: you know about queens mm-hmm.
2: everything uh <laughs> Nas is from there yeah L O cool j is from there yep um, Anything not music related? My mom that you know is from Queens? there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh,
1: I, I, no. I know that my mom is from I, Queens. <laughs>
3: I feel like the fakest Queens resident ever because I lived there for two years. I live on the border of Bushwick, but I technically live in Ridgewood, Queens. Oh, okay, right. and I feel like whenever I'm like, I live in Queens, people are like, no, you don't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know that the World's Fair was there once. See, but mm-hmm. I, and uh-huh. I'm
1: from I'm from Eastern Queens. Yeah, so like you... blocks away from Great Neck, like blocks from the Long Island border. So when and so when I say I'm from Queens, people also say, no, you're not. <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, that's always a weird regional thing in this area. You're never New York enough.
4: Yeah, that's you know, true. it's always
2: that bullshit. Like, that's true. and as somebody who's lived half an hour from Manhattan my entire life and taken nothing but shit from people <laughs> from New York, I completely understand this yeah. thing. And that's actually where my family is from, out by Laurelton, like on Eastern Queens. Yeah. Like, all the way out. Um, but, like, being. A native new yorker to now i'm always curious about like the general take on like new york today as opposed to to, to the way it was and this mm-hmm. had just come up with friends recently the really uh, giuliani showing his face a lot again saying
1: kind of, uh, <laughs> saying insane <exactly>. <laughs> as, <laughs> but it's brought up the conversation a lot
2: again in the last week where i've always had friends who were like fuck giuliani took all the clubs away, cleaned up New York, made it this, made Made it that, made it (laughs) Disneyland, made it not cool. And then there's always an element of locals who are like, you know, I'd rather see Mickey Mouse than get jerked off on in Times Square. Yeah, I'd rather...
1: Dude, I remember Times Square when I was a kid. I remember Times Square during Koch and Dinkins and you just didn't go. I remember the rule of thumb when when I was a kid was always never fall asleep on the subway because A, something will happen to you and B, you never want to wind up at the first or the last stop of any train line. Huh. Because those are always the worst neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like the first and the last stop of any train line is the worst. So don't ever fall asleep and wake up at the last stop because you're fucked. That's a pretty sound.
2: That advice, was like advice when I was a kid. Yeah. That's
1: what everybody everybody said. And how and, much
2: liberty did you have? And I like, love that. That's around around not a problem anymore. A like I,
1: I I don't mind yeah. the cleaning up of New York really because like it was fucked up. You yeah. know, I do miss all the culture. You know, I miss. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to hang out on St. Mark's all the time and we'd go to Coney Island High or sure. we'd walk down to CB's or there was so many cool punk shops, record stores, yeah. T-shirt stores on St. Mark's. You
2: can't even recognize those neighborhoods. And like, America. yeah, you yeah. know,
1: they turned, they literally turned into gaps, you yeah. know, like, uh, so I, I do miss the culture and it's interesting now living in Nashville feeling because Nashville is still, uh, Nashville is, is sort of going through a gentrification yeah, also, a but, same thing, right? um, Nashville is still affordable. That you can open like a f- cool, weird store and like survive, you right. know. Whereas in New York, you can't open like a weird, interesting store anymore. You know what I mean? You'd never make it.
2: Yeah, and even the old school ones that 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 lived on all these years have essentially um, all been forced. Yeah, and out.
1: it's interesting to go to the, the. It's now now I feel like this like when I go to smaller cities like like Tallahassee or Gainesville or um, Nashville. It's like there's more cool shit in cities right. like that. It's weird. You know, it's, it's, it, there's more. The same way when Brooklyn first started happening, Bushwick and Williamsburg had more cool shit than Manhattan because right. you could afford to open cool shit, you know? <clears throat> now that's not even the case anymore. But it's interesting to be on tour <clears throat> and go to smaller cities and be like, wow, there's like more culture here than there is in Manhattan now.
3: Yeah. Right, and then everyone's like, "I pay like four dollars in rent." And you're like, yeah. What am I doing? Yeah, with my life yeah, again? yeah. So, Why no, it's, it, it's
1: interesting. It it, yeah. it really is interesting. So, I don't, I, I haven't really made up my mind on how I feel about sure. what's become of New York. You know, in a way, I do appreciate that it's safer. Yeah, you know, because I do remember being a kid and having to watch, Same. watch where I went. You know, that sucked. Mm-hmm. That sucked. That was weird. You know, and I remember where my mom worked in the city overnight when I was a kid, and I remember. Being worried about her coming, taking the train home at night, and all that, and um, so I'm glad that that's not a thing anymore. But at the same time, I do miss like the culture, yeah. Which the I mean, it's almost completely gone at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a hard thing to gauge, right? We we talk about that all the time. Like, where the, how do you, how do you build up a place? How do you help a place without this process, without ruining it? You know, and and that's something that you know. All of this is based on money. Yeah, yeah. Man. And sadly, no one has found a way to make money off helping people who don't have any.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And and I just wish this this series of displacement didn't happen so much and instead of giving, you know, maybe real estate tax abatements to developers to bring their money in, you actually take You know, pre-existing money or things like that, or the same tax abatements, and help people with displacement, or force these places to build lower and middle-income housing and things like that. There are some ways, but the gap sees no way in making stuff.
1: Well, I mean, I think that I mean maybe it's 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 tax incentives to to, for, for. for business owners, you know what I mean? Instead of, instead of taking a shit on business owners, Mm. having more, more small business owners and more people working for small businesses. And maybe then you get the culture and you get all the cool stuff and you get people building things and you're cleaning up the city and you know what I mean? Maybe. And that's what it is. Instead of like, you know, we're, we're selling Nick and I, but the the band obviously is, is a corporation, but me and Nick also happen to own companies outside of the band. And like, you know, you get shit on between the per- like the the permits and the and like self employment taxes and all like you know what I mean. It's almost like it's they decent de incentivize like you to go out and right. open a business.
2: What kind of stuff do you guys have in in that regard?
1: I own a a merchandise company in California, Um and Nick yeah Nick has I have a clothing
5: company. brand,
1: and I'm still always scheming. Me and Chris,
5: we went the other day and got. Matching like coffee bike tattoo things, and we were trying to figure out uh like something to say with it. And he was like, "Pull up the mug, mug, mug by Descendants. Let's get like a coffee <laughs> lyric or whatever." And I was like, "Wait, there's a better lag wagon one, like uh-huh. where it refers to like coffee as legal speed." So we got legal speed with like a little mug and a. And we're like, "That's a great name for a coffee bike shop." And now we've been like talking the past couple of days about opening like a coffee shop bike. I'm like. We could have easily we also with like 10 seconds before we decide on legal speed we're like let's just get a tattoo that says like bike bros so we were like 10 <laughs> seconds away from having the worst tattoo and then 10 <laughs> seconds later we're like that's a really good business name legal speed for-
2: <laughs> there's definitely ways you could use bike bros for a business but probably not the yeah. business you were trying no to do. no, no.
5: <laughs> it was so close <laughs> we were so close to not having a business idea and also terrible a terrible tattoo <laughs> yeah
2: i'm glad it worked out yeah it's a happy ending legal <laughs> speed is good yeah. Yeah, it's good, it good right yeah maybe you know it'd be cool for that
5: now it's on can, this podcast and we have to like do it if you can find soon. a little yeah, yeah.
2: like a uh, courthouse district <laughs> uh-huh. somewhere to kind of do your <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. And now the
3: legal community... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if you say it on a podcast, it makes it legally binding, so yeah. no one can use that
2: name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like sending the demo to yourself. Did you guys ever have to do that? No. That used to be the old trick, and I never yeah, knew you if don't it would legally
1: hold up. I don't think it holds up. That sounds like it would not hold up. But I but used I to sent put it to
2: myself. my Game of Thrones like rubber stamp on. Yeah. So you knew, was, right?
1: No, I didn't have one. What do you What do you mean, do you mean <laughs> that it doesn't hold though? I, I <laughs> mailed it to myself. I, I read it on on bookyourownfuckinglife.org. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I read about, it in a zine.
2: Maybe <laughs> Bayside Stationery. Yeah, would be nice, be and good. you guys could do those cool uh, wax uh, imprints. Mm-hmm. To we, it, letters. it has
1: been our goal to sort of be like the punk rock kiss. We are starting yeah. to go in oh, we're, that we're direction. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah what's we, the next step? Well, we, we have beer the right The beer comes out today. Really. Yeah, the beer comes out today. We, um, So we did coffee. We've been doing coffee for a few years. Okay. Um, and that's gone really well. And we said, well, beer seems like the next step. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we're going to reach out to some small breweries and see if somebody would just do like kind of like a collectible limited edition thing. And uh, we did a tour. And on that tour, uh, a bunch of people from Oscar Blues came out to the show. We met them and we were like, you know what? Let's ask Oscar Blues. Let's—they'll probably say no, but let's ask. And uh, and they were like stoked. They were super stoked on it. So today, the Bayside Black IPA mm-hmm. by Oscar Blues comes out. That's awesome. And it is we—and it's not like a limited edition. It's like like property. The first canning was a hundred thousand cans. Whoa! <laughs> and it is ninety thousand of them. Or went to Total Wine, like the national chain, and it's like fully nationally distributed there I saw a there's a bar a bar in Colorado has it on tap. Whoa, that's um, amazing! It's like in stores and in bars. Yeah, it's it's like a real thing. It's crazy. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's, it like, really I know, is. I like, makes me
2: proud. You I guys are from here, and you're gangster. It, it I really know. is like
5: 2016. It's our seventh record, or it's our sixteenth year. Like, how do you get someone to find out about our band? You know, and it's it becomes these weird things,
1: <laughs> the like bayside, yeah. motto like beer. Is put you a know, <laughs> that's our motto. Like, <laughs> like Look at a, let's do let's do a beer. Put a bird on it. You know, that's love it. Put a bird on it. I
3: I can't wait till the person who
1: discovers your band. And through the beer, yeah. like I really am a big fan happen. of the beer, and mm-hmm. I was like,
3: I guess I should check out the band.
1: Yeah. It wound up being so much bigger than we expected it to be. Like, the, uh, some of the total wines are even going to have end caps with like the wow. beer in our record. It's crazy. So it's pretty cool. crazy. That's awesome. I think
2: we might have found your. Uh your synergy way to get into the Yankees world—it's <laughs> not going to be through music,
1: dude. It's going to uh, be nobody through but Jay Z getting, getting in that <laughs> world.
2: Why can't you get uh, this IPA into the beers of the world stand?
1: Uh, <sighs> I mean, I guess we could I'm try. Just saying,
2: never know—you
1: could try. <laughs>
2: Maybe, um, oh, you know, it would be cool—the Carvel cups, the little helmets, Bayside helmet,
5: yeah ice cream next
1: you know
2: what i'm saying put a bird on ice it cream. let's put get a, a helmet <laughs> put a bird on it <laughs> <Something
1: like that. laughs> um, i mean we yeah we we are we are a little, we are a little gangster in that way and uh, we get we got it from watching the older punk bands like w- bands like no effects and and they like took us under their wing you know yeah. they saw they saw us on warp tour and they sort of got into our band and they would be like all right like we're gonna take care of you guys and they sort of taught us the ways and it sort of all started on warp tour no effects used to do a thing called the good night bar and they they had the hustle going where they were they were they would set up a bar after the show in the bus parking lot and they would Mm -hmm. throw parties and sell booze to bands you know and like you can't just do that like you got to be no effects like you can't just do that you know and um when no effects wasn't doing warped anymore when they sort of sort of when they had like sort of grown out of it They called us and they like called all the powers that be on warped and they like blessed us with the good night bar. And we started doing the good night bar. You guys
2: took over the good night bar. We took it
1: over, and that was like sort of our first hustle. And then after that, we were like, and you know, rancids the same way. Like we like just looked at those other punk fans, we're like, yeah, they're fucking like street, these guys, you know what I mean? And so that's sort of where we got that's how we sort of became that way.
3: All right, all right. Right, Woo-hoo. thank you. Another good you. one, Another, good good job one. Another one in the books Benny, Benny, what's up, man? Jonah, Benny, Jonah. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yeah. Thanks to Anthony and Nick from Bayside for coming by. Uh, their new album, Vacancy, is out now on Hopeless Records. They are on tour a lot, so you should uh, go see them on tour. Yes. If you like the record, Even if you don't like the record, just go. What else are you doing? Yeah, man. You might meet somebody. Yeah, you might make a friend. Get out of the house. Yeah. That, like, I should be giving advice on getting out of the house. <laughs> but uh, yeah, get out of the house. Um, so, yeah, check out the new Bayside record. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, um, you can donate. Going dot track.com, donate, help pay our server costs for our 230 plus episodes we have up there. Um, you can also leave us a nice review on iTunes, tweet at us, tell your friends about it, whatever. Whatever you could do to help would be great. Um, and yeah, we have so many awesome podcasts coming up. So if you want to advertise with us, I don't know, email us. Could or, happen. Or just listen to these podcasts or just subscribe on iTunes. I don't know. Do whatever. We're going to keep doing it anyways. <laughs> thanks, Anthony and Nick and Benny. Thanks to Brad for being great. Thanks thank, to Rubber Tracks for hosting us. Thanks and we'll to Jenna be be for being magical. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back next week. All right, bye.